Welcome to Still a Good Mama, a podcast by me, your newest mom friend, Holly Marie. Grab your drink and turn the volume up because this mom hang starts now. Hello, hello. We are back for another episode of Still a Good Mama, and I have a very (laughs) Still a Good Mama story to share today. Um, oh my gosh, this is wild. But in the meantime, we got back earlier this week from my brother-in-law's wedding and it was beautiful out in Montana. Um, I need a nap for like a week though, because I am so tired (laughs) still. We've been over four days and I'm still so tired. Um, but it was gorgeous. It's the last, um, sibling of my husband and I. I mean, we both only have one sibling each, uh, but my brother is already married and Trent's brother just got married. So it's the last of our immediate siblings to get married. So it was a little bit of a monumental event, Um, but it was so lovely and I'm so happy for them. And I was so happy to get some little baby snuggles. They have a niece who just turned four months old Mm, and she's so sweet. So Back to my still a good mama story. So here's the context. Um, my son Bruce has a history of naming animals after food. So our current dogs are Brutus and River, but we got them before we had kids. So obviously it didn't start with us. But we, <laughs> so my husband was, I th- this was last year. So it starts last year. When my husband, I think, was gone for a hunting trip, like maybe he was gone over a weekend or for a week. I'm not entirely sure where he was, but I'm pretty sure it was a hunting trip because that's what makes sense for why he would have been gone. But um, he was gone and we needed dog food or something and we were near the feed store in town. So I went in with both the kids and Bruce is like three at this point maybe maybe not even like a little under three if it was the springtime because I know Lincoln was definitely not one yeah I think he might have been even under three so we go to the feed store and he they it's spring so they have all these baby chicks and he's like I really want one and I'm like you know what I kind of do too they're really freaking cute we shouldn't do it but and then, you know, he's a cute two, two and a half, almost three-year-old. So he talks me into it. And I'm like, all right, we'll get a chicken. And you can learn how to feed it and water it and all that kind of stuff. So we get the chicken. And they're like, well, you need two chickens because they're very social birds. So if you don't get a second chicken, then the one bird is just going to be really depressed and it's going to die soon. So, like, it's not humane. So I get guilted by the store <laughs> employees to get two chickens and I'm like oh god I already knew at that point I was like this is not gonna go well for me because I'm not I haven't told Trent about this like I'm just spur of the moment deciding to get chickens in this store so we come home we set them all up you know they're inside at night because they're still so little but during the day we lock the dogs up and then we bring them outside for like an hour or so so they can just run around and eat the bugs and whatnot because I'm thinking this will be great like we have a lot of bugs here because we're at the end of a neighborhood and everyone gets all of their houses sprayed for bugs and they all like it pushes the bugs all down to our house so I'm like awesome, we're going to get these chickens and then we just need to protect them from our dogs until they grow up into bigger chickens because we have 
the beagle probably wouldn't have cared, but River, our terrier, is a little huntress dog. I mean, she will bring us squirrels that she's killed all the time. So I'm like, eh, she, I mean, and she's trying to run after these chickens. So I'm like, okay, we can't, we can't let them be until, um, they get older, can kind of fend for themselves and I'll slowly introduce the chickens and the dogs to each other. So eventually the dogs go, or the dogs, excuse me, the chickens get bigger and go outside. But my husband was obviously not pleased that I brought home these chickens without asking him and he didn't want chickens. So he would have told me basically his way of retaliating is that he's not going to build a chicken coop, (laughs) right? Because the whole time I'm thinking, okay, once we move them outside, we're going to either build them a chicken coop or we're going to um, go to the store and get a chicken coop. Like it's only two chickens, so we don't need anything that big. And my husband's like, well, I'm absolutely not going to do that because I don't want these chickens. And these huge chicken coops are way too big for me to like carry or load into a car by myself, especially if I have the kids all the time because I'm still working from home or not working. Sorry, I'm still a stay at home mom. Um, So I put them outside with one of those dog gates, you know, Um, like those little dog training gates that everyone gets when they're little puppies. And I put that in a circle outside and put the chickens in there with their feeder and like a little bed of straw and all that kind of stuff so they can be there, but protected from our canines. So they're in there, they start growing bigger and it's not great (laughs) because I'm like, oh, they're big enough now to where they can fly out of the chicken coop or the little chicken enclosure And also there's chicken feed everywhere, right? They're like rooting around and stuff. So there's chicken feed everywhere. So it is drawing squirrels into our yard, like nobody's business. I mean, it was river's heaven because she's killing like one squirrel a day. And she's like, this is the best life in the entire world. But I didn't love having to throw away a squirrel a day. So I was like, something's got to change here. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to have to suck it up and figure out, like, either order a chicken coop here or something. And while I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do, I go outside and look. So I've got Bruce. You know, he's probably, he's almost three at this point. Lincoln's, like, six months old. So she's down for an afternoon nap or something. And we go outside one afternoon and we're just, like, hanging with the chickens and this and that. And the chickens, as I thought they would be, are big enough to where they fly out. They fly out of the little chicken enclosure. I think it was just one. And you guys, I missed the best part of the entire story. The whole point of this. The whole point of this. Okay. So pretend like I mentioned (laughs) in the beginning, (laughs) pretend like I mentioned that Bruce picked these two chickens out and there's a black one and there's a yellow one. And he names them blueberry and strawberry because they're the color of a blueberry and the color of strawberry, right? So that's the whole point of this. So blueberry is the one who flies out of the coop and River immediately knows our dog. And she's like, oh, there's a bird out of the coop here. I got to go get it. So she, (laughs) blueberry flies out, River starts chasing after her. And this chicken does like laps around our backyard like a couple laps and river is like almost got her but this chicken I'm like damn this chicken is fast like go chicken and Bruce and I are just watching this whole thing we're like oh shit like 
this is happening. But I didn't want to get in the way of anything because I didn't want Bruce to get his hands into anything if like in case River bit or something. Like I just didn't want him to be involved and I knew he would follow me. So I was like, you know what? I think we got to let this one be up to nature, bud. (laughs) We got to let this just see how this plays out and let them go. (laughs) And so we just watch and Blueberry like flies again and gets back into the gate and Bruce is like, phew, mama, that was a close one. I'm like, I know, bud. And as soon as he says that, Blueberry, I don't know if she was like taunting River or what, but she sticks her head through the little slats in the gate, the little metal gate, you know, like the chicken's head is big enough to stick her head through it. I don't know if she was trying to like be like, F you dog, like you didn't catch me. River knew and she took the opportunity and she freaking bit the head right off that chicken. I shit you not, you guys. She clamps down on her neck and in no time, I mean, this chicken probably has to be like 10 or 12 pounds at this point, right? Like probably 10. River is 10 pounds. This dog is 10 pounds. And she in absolutely no time, like it was a piece of cake, just snaps the head right off this chicken. Just bit it clear off. And Bruce and I were just sitting there like, what the fuck? I mean, I might have said that. Obviously, Bruce didn't because he wasn't even three at this point. But we were just shocked that our little 10-pound dog just killed a 10-pound chicken and just ripped its head right off. (laughs) My three-year-old witnessed it. So, and we're just shocked. And luckily, Bruce, oh my God, I'm going to start calling him Brutus. That's why you don't name your kid the uh, name that's very similar to your dog. Bruce actually reacted somewhat well. He just kind of stared and I think he just didn't know what happened. Mind you, we're processing and like he hasn't even asked me a question about what happens yet. And River just brings us the chicken's head. Like it's a prize. Like she brings like here, mom, look what I did. And it was like, oh no. Oh no. It's like River, just drop it on the ground. And Bruce didn't even cry or anything. And he just looks and he goes, huh, River ate blueberry. And I was like, you know what, buddy? She sure as shit did. She ate blueberry and blueberry died. And we had a whole conversation about death. Because I wasn't gonna, how do you explain that? You can't be like, oh, well, Blueberry had to go away for a while. Like, the three-year-old watched a chicken's head get bit off, ripped off by our dog. So I was like, you know what? All I can do here is just state the facts. This is what happened. You are absolutely right, sir. This is, this is what happened. I mean, and I was like, oh, my God. Now he's going to go to preschool. And now I have to explain to the teachers, yes, he watched death this weekend. And I don't know if he really brought it up. I think he did, but they were confused because he kept saying blueberry and strawberry and they didn't know that it was chicken. So they thought that Bruce was just talking about our dog eating an actual blueberry. Thank God. But it was just, it was so wild, you guys. I mean, so I had to like, I think I put to put Bruce inside and I was like, buddy, you got to go sit down for a minute or just like, you cannot touch this. Like you cannot touch no matter what you do. You just, you stay this far away from it. And I mean, and I went and found, I got a paper towel, picked the chicken's head up, had to throw it in the trash 
And it's true what they say about a chicken with its head cut off. That little body ran around for another like five minutes in the little pen. And we kind of just had to sit there and wait for it to to die. And (laughs) I think I went and got the like pooper scoopers. You know, we have one of those like handle like clamp like pooper scooper type things. I think I just went and got that and picked up the body and just threw it in the trash. I was like, well... <laughs> I called my husband and I was like, you will not believe this. And I was like, so do I uh put it in the green bin? <laughs> do I put it with the regular trash? Or technically it's compostable, right? Organic matter. <laughs> do I put it in the green bin? And he was like, no, put it in the trash. We're not gonna have a dead chicken rot in there. But it just, oh my god, you guys. So that was blueberry, and then my in-laws have some ranch property about an hour north of us. So, and they have chickens and whatnot. So we just put, (laughs) we put the chicken in one of the dog kennels and just took it up there with us the next weekend. Um, and I learned my lesson about bringing animals home without asking. (laughs) I learned my lesson. I was like, okay, we're never getting chickens again. And don't ever bring animals home without asking because you, God will strike you down. You will get karma for that. Your three-year-old will witness your animals killing each other, I suppose. (laughs) Or if you get chickens, just get a chicken coop. I guess that was my bad, but oh my gosh. But I say that, oh, well, you know, I'm not going to get there yet, but now Bruce has this like obsession with naming animals after food. So we've moved to a new house now and our backyard is pretty big. We have a lot of property back there and there's a creek that runs through it and it's like super overgrown and whatnot. And we actually live in the house that my husband grew up in when he was a kid. So when he was a kid, they had a goat back there for um, landscape management, right? They eat the grass, they like keep the landscape down and keep it from being super overgrown and, you know, fire hazard, all that kind of stuff. But it was like the neighborhood goat because our, the back of the property is a popular street for people to walk on. Um, so everyone knew the goat, its name was blue. And there's even still like a little feeding trough out there where they would put hay and all that kind of stuff. But Um, so we decided, okay, we need to replace the fences back there. But once we do that, we're going to get a goat of our own. And that way, I mean, it's going to be cheaper anyway, right? To get a goat and have it kind of mitigate. That's the word I'm looking for all of the like overgrownness back there than to actually pay someone to come out and, or a company to come out and, you know, whack it down and do all that kind of stuff. So, and it would be fun, right? Like, we can have another little neighborhood goat. So Bruce has decided that this goat is going to be pork chop. That's He's so set on it. He wants the goat to be pork chop. I mean, and we've been talking about this for like four or five months now since we moved. I think it's been, a, actually, we moved almost exactly six months ago. So we've been talking about it for six months that we're going to get this. And in six months, he's never wavered that the goat is going to be pork chop. So coming soon. But we also recently decided that we're going to get two kittens to help us 
mouse around the house. So because of where we're at with this, the creek that runs through our backyard, like we just, we have mice. There's a lot of rodents and they don't come into the house a ton, but we have found evidence of mouse droppings in the house. And we have a whole, um, shed in the back of just like pool equipment and whatnot. So we know that they're around, so we don't want them to be like chewing on wires and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to get a couple kittens to mouse. Um, so Bruce has decided that he wants to name the two kittens ketchup and mustard. So that's adorable. But today I was over at Petco because the dogs needed some things and I think they might have fleas right now, which is a whole other thing, but I had to go get them like this special shampoo and all that kind of stuff. And I walked over to the kitten adoption center and you guys, they had a kitten named Raspberry. So the only reason I did not bring it home is because I don't want to get karma again. <laughs> and I don't want to get divorced over bringing a cat home without asking. <laughs> My husband wants us to wait till next weekend because he's going to be out of town deer hunting this weekend. And we can't go on Sunday because apparently we cannot interrupt the first Sunday of football season this year. So we're going to wait till next weekend to actually get the kittens. But this is the relevance and why the blueberry and the strawberry story came up. <laughs> So, and it just makes me laugh every single time I tell that story and think about that story. But here's the thing, and here's where I'm bringing it home because I taught my child about death at an age I really didn't want to teach him about death, right? Way earlier than I thought I was going to have to. Um, my child watched a chicken get its head bit off by a dog. And I felt so guilty. I was like, what am I doing? I just set up, I set him up for this like traumatic experience. But I had to remind myself, I am still a good mom. Okay. (laughs) Even though I put my child in this situation where he is traumatized now because he watched a chicken die. I am still a good mom. (laughs) And actually I think it turned out to be for the best because, um, he has a very like pragmatic outlook on death now. It's not this like horrible, horrible thing. Um, it just kind of is what it is because it's forced us to talk about people die, animals die. Um, you know, that's just kind of everyone lives a good life. And sometimes accidents happen to where it cuts off life sooner than it should. And that's why we need to be very, very careful. And all these things, it's been great to wrap into safety talks and whatnot, but Oh man, my child is four and he has learned about death in this way like two years ago. (laughs) So, so wild. But that's my story about how I am still a good mom, even though the shit hit the fan. (laughs) I am still a good mom. So even if that shit happens to you guys, you're still, still a good mom. But also maybe don't Maybe don't bring home chickens without asking your spouse. And maybe if you do, put them in a chicken coop. So (laughs) anytime you feel like a shit mom, okay, just remember that my child has witnessed chickens getting decapitated um, brutally by other animals. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed it. Please know that you're still a good mom. And I'll see you guys back next time for some fun, crazy, wild, relatable as shit stories. All right. See you next time, mama. I love you.
All right, lady, thanks for tuning in to Still a Good Mama. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts so others can find us because there's room in this mom club for everyone.